Have you ever wondered what could lower your risk of getting depression? Or if you currently have depression, what could lower your current depression rate? Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings, Mihaela Ragushi, a naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about all things depression and how you are able to lower your chance of getting depression, or if you currently have depression, how you can able to lower your depression. We're going to talk about major depressive disorder. Then we're going to go into and talk about what increases your risk for depression. And then at the end, like I always do, I'm going to give you three tips to lower your depression. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an opportunity to join a health and success oriented community by clicking below and join the natural health newsletter. Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness to sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high-performing business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve and optimize their health. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Absolutely love, 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 and appreciate support. Here on Mondays, I'm here to provide you with simple, savvy, and sustainable health hacks to optimize your health. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about depression. Uh, I'm pretty sure you have heard of that word before. It's either yourself, you may have had depression or currently gone through depression. Your partner may currently have depression. Your loved ones around you, your family, your friends. You definitely know that one individual who has been suffering with depression or who has lately been diagnosed with depression because the rates of depression here in Australia are growing every single year. And everything that's happened in the last 24 months it's no wonder that depression is rising. But let's have a look at what is a major depressive disorder. Major depressive disorder is the leading cause of disability worldwide, not just here in Australia, but all around the world. Yet there remain significant challenges in preceding new cases of major depression and devising strategies to prevent disorder. So individuals are researching every day every night to find out how they can prevent depression. Is there even such a thing? Can we prevent depression? Well, keep watching because that's exactly what I answer and how we may be able to prevent it. An important first step in the process is identifying risk factors uh, for the incidence of major depression. So some risk factors that are involved in getting depression, that's what I want to talk about today too. An interesting fact, I want to talk a bit about statistics before we go into it. For the major depressive disorder, in 2014 and 15 financial year, the Australian Bureau of Statistics estimated that 2.1 million Australians, or 9.3% of our populations, were suffering from some form of depression. That's a lot of individuals. On average, around 1 in 6 people, 1 in 5 women, and 1 in 8 men will experience major depressive disorder at some point in their life. Fast forward three years later, so 2017-2018, just over one in ten people. So it was one in six. Now it's so, sorry, it was um. So now it's saying in 2017-2018, just over one in ten, 10.4 percent, where it was 9.3 percent. It was 9.3 percent, and now it is 10.4 percent had depression or feeling of depression in 2017-18. So within those three years, it rose. Females had depressions or feeling of depression at a higher rate than males 
11.6% compared to 9.1%. However, there was a, a, a huge increase of men in the last four years reporting on depression. So what are some symptoms? You may have depression yourself or individuals may have spoken to you about it. So there are some symptoms with those associated, but I do want you to know that what you may be feeling may be totally different to what someone else may be feeling. And what you've heard other people feel may not be what you feel, right? But some of these include feeling sad and down most of the time, losing interest or pleasure in things that you used to enjoy, significant appetite or weight changes, difficulty with sleep or sleeping excessively, feeling restless, fatigue or loss of energy, feeling worthless or guilty, being indecisive or unable to concentrate, recurrent thoughts of dying or hurting oneself. So these are some serious symptoms of major depressive disorder and when individuals are in that little big deep hole, it feels like there's nothing you can do to prevent it. And it feels like you sit there and you go, what was it? What triggered this to end up here? Well, today I'm going to talk about one thing that may have not caused it, but can contribute to it, right? And it's so interesting. So let's look into what increases your risk of depression. I've spoken about so many things, including sleep, including your surroundings, which may increase your risk of depression. But today I'm going to be dropping a new one. Today I'm going to be dropping something to you that I probably haven't spoken to you before. And after I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, that makes sense. Things are going to click in your head and you're going to go, yes, that's me. If you do have depression or, you know, or you want to, you've seen other people go through depression. What I'm talking about is insulin resistance. Yes, that thing that's linked to diabetes, that may increase your chance of getting a depression, right? So associations between insulin resistance and several mental disorders have already been established. This isn't a new thing. This has already been established in literature and in clinics. It's been shown that about 40% of patients suffering from mood disorders are also insulin resistant. That is a huge number of people. 40% of individuals who have mood mental disorders sorry, mood, um, it was um, mood disorders, also have insulin resistance. That is a large number of people. Studies have confirmed that at least one in three of us walking around with insulin resistance, often without knowing it. So if you're in a room of three people, or one, if it's not you, the other two people may have insulin resistance without even knowing it, right? So what, what, what is insulin resistance? You're like, okay, Mahela, cool. Um, okay, that may increase my chance of getting depression, but what is insulin resistance? Okay, so it is a huge topic and I can go into detail and talk about it on one podcast and go into it a bit more. But essentially, the condition does not arise from a deficiency in pancreas ability to secrete insulin in the blood, such as type 1 diabetes, but it happens because of the decreased ability of cells throughout your body to need these hormone commands, right? So insulin's job is to tell our cells it's time for them to process the glucose that's flooding our blood due to our dietary intake. 
it's manufactured in our liver, okay? Or both, right? So essentially what's happening is if you're insulin resistant, all of that glucose, all of that sugar in your blood is not getting reduced and it's not going in the cells. And when it's not going in your cells, where is it? It's in your blood and it stays in your blood. This is why you see a lot of individuals do the prick test and they measure their glucose in their blood, right? If it's higher than it should be, there is an issue. And a lot of us don't walk around and don't prick ourselves all the time to check our blood glucose levels. And this is what I was saying before that most of us may be walking around without even knowing that we're insulin resistant. So essentially every cell in your body uses glucose as fuel. It's a given. So you have so many cells in your body and they all need glucose. And each of those cells has receptors on it on the surface, right? So this is the cell, let's say there's a receptor on it and this receptor goes awesome glucose, right? Uh, it binds, sorry, um, this receptor, a receptor on it binds to insulin, signaling the cell to ingest the precious energy source, right? So essentially you need insulin to open the door for the glucose to go inside. Without insulin, there is, you can't get that glucose into the cell, okay? But an increasing proportion of the world's population is insulin resistance, right? Which means it's not responding to insulin like it used to. It is resistant to it, okay? And what does that happen? It happens for various reasons. It includes excessive calorie intake, more than you should be intaking, a lack of exercise, a lack of sleep, or not even getting enough of good quality sleep. The insulin receptors fail to bind to insulin properly. And when they fail to bind to insulin properly, the glucose is not going in the cells, so therefore it's staying in the blood, therefore our, in, there, therefore our glucose in our blood is higher than it should be, right? And therefore this is saying, which I'm gonna go into, is a higher chance of you getting depression, okay? So eventually, uh, the individual's blood sugar levels becomes chronically high because it's not going in the cells. Once those levels stay above a certain threshold, they're diagnosed with, guess what, type 2 diabetes. Not type 1, but type 2. A treatable but incurable condition that can lead to cardiovascular, uh, neuropathy, kidney diseases, limp amputations, and other health outcomes, which you have seen a lot of individuals have due to having diabetes and it's quite sad actually because some people lose their vision, some people have to amputate their limbs, um, so many things because these cells are not getting the energy and the glucose that they need because the receptors aren't taking the insulin to open the door for the glucose to go inside. Um, and I will do a podcast that goes into detail about insulin resistance, that goes into detail about uh, glucose and so forth, so we can get a bit of a better understanding of how anatomy works, right? But I found a study, which I found very interesting, and the study was um, written in the American Journal of Psychiatry in two, 2021, and it was named Incident Major Depressive Disorder Predicted by Three Measures of Insulin Resistance. Right, so this is where 601 men and women who served as control subjects for the Netherlands study at the time of their enrollment, they've never been in trouble by depression or anxiety and their average age was 41 years old. The team measured three insulin resistance, which was the fasting blood glucose levels. So that's what usually happens when you don't eat, 
prick your finger, see what, what it is, right? Your waist circumference, so where your belly is, your, your waist circumference there. And the ratio of circulating triglycerides levels of those circulates high density lipoproteins. So these are done when you do your cholesterol panel, right? They investigated whether insulin resistance increased the rate of incident of major depressive disorder by using these three measures of insulin resistance with up to a nine year follow up. I love these studies when they have such a long time of follow up, right? So they probed the data to see if the subjects found to be insulin resistant had a heightened nine year risk of developing major depressive disorder. By all three measures, the answer was yes. So this study is saying that the higher your insulin resistance, the higher your risk of diabetes. Let's go into what they discovered. They discovered that a moderate increase in insulin resistance as measured by the triglycerides to HDL ratio was linked to an 89% increase in the rate of new cases of major depressive disorder. Similarly, every five centimeters increase in abdominal fat, which is your waist circumference, was related to an 11% higher rate of depression. So every five centimeters, your belly grows, 11% goes your chance of getting depression, major depression, right? An increase in fasting plasma glucose of 18 milligrams per deciliter of blood was also associated with a 37% higher rate of depression. So these are the three measures, all three measures correlated with higher chance of getting depression some more than others but they all seem to be linked with that insulin resistance linked with that bigger waist circumference that more um <laughs> that more fat around your belly higher chance of getting depression higher fasting glucose higher chance of depression so these are the things that you got to take in consideration if you have depression if you know someone who has depression what is their waist circumference like? Are they obese? Are they morbidly obese? Are they overweight? Do they have belly fat around their organs? What is their um, triglycerides to HDL ratio? Get that tested by going to the GP and getting a blood test done, looking at your cholesterol levels, looking at your cholesterol panel. And what is your fasting glucose level? So as soon as you wake up, What's your fasting glucose level? What is your glucose level uh, before a meal? What is it? 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 30 minutes after a meal, an hour after a meal, two hours after a meal. I did an amazing episode on Friday. Um, I did an episode on glucose monitoring systems uh, with an absolutely amazing individual that you, Antonio, which you can look up on the Natural Health Podcast. I'm going to talk about glucose. So just go on the Natural Health Podcast website and type in a glucose monitoring system. And it'll come up and he talks a lot about how glucose affects us, our energy, how glucose affects so many things. And this is high glucose levels in our blood, which we shouldn't be having. And I'm here telling you that they can affect your risk of getting depression, right? It is time for providers to consider the metabolic status of those suffering from mood disorders and vice versa. By assessing mood in patients with metabolic disease like insulin resistance, diabetes and so forth, obesity, hypertension, 
we are able to see if there is a link and, and these studies are saying that there is a link but we're able to look at it from a different point of view instead of treating the mood disorder maybe we can look at and treating the diabetes the hypertension the obesity and maybe then the mood disorder will balance itself up the bottom line is is that insulin resistance is a strong risk factor for serious problems not only type 2 diabetes but also depression and it needs to be looked into let's look at three tips to lower your risk of getting depression number one exercise right exercising lowers the level of our blood sugar levels in our body number two is sleeping if we're not sleeping well our pancreas is unable to work as well, our insulin is unable to work as well, we put on weight, our waist circumference grows and inflammation goes through the roof, which is all linked to depression. Number three is eat healthy, because if we are eating full foods of sugar, we're increasing our blood sugar levels, we're increasing our risk for depression. So there you have it. I hope that you're able to share this episode with someone that you know may have depression or someone that this may help with, that they may be able to go, oh, okay, maybe I need to look at my insulin resistance instead of looking at my depression or vice versa. There you go. If you know someone who will benefit from it, share it with them. And also click below and join the Natural Health Newsletter where you are going to get every Friday in your inbox specials, bonuses, even discounts to some absolutely amazing products to guest services that have not been heard of uh, individuals have been getting discounts just because they've signed up to this newsletter and if you're not signed up sorry but i don't provide these discounts or this information on youtube nor do i provide it on the podcast or instagram i only provide it to individuals who are signed up to the natural health newsletter you get a little special gift right there look do you do what you do best love like share comment below let me know what your history is with maybe depression with mood disorders with insulin resistance and remember remember the missing link between failure and success is your health Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguse and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a circumstances, Circumstances shall the natural podcast, Mahela Raguse, any guests or contributors to the natural podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the natural podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguse nor the publisher of this contact takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.